we're in studio with John Manellis of Auto Care Plus. He owns the joint and knows a thing or two about cars. By the way, John, I have to say I went to your fine establishment on Candia Road, and uh, was it Paul? Paul, yeah. Yeah, Paul. Paul took a look at things and uh, gave me a list of things that I probably need to take care of with my car, and he said, let me know. We'll come up with a plan to do this. I said, oh, good. Yeah, that's, uh, it's nice if you can get ahead of it and, and, uh, and budget for it, but it's hard when you get dumped all on at once. Well, hey, what's 1500 bucks between friends? Yeah, exactly. But apparently, <laughs> you know what you were talking about with the suspension and all that? Well, yeah, apparently there are some issues with my front suspension with rusted this and something that. New England's like, always good for that rust. And, and of course, you know, that Dodge Caravan's got the, that engine right over those struts and shocks. And the springs. And now I know why it goes <laughs> when I go over speed bumps. And it sounds like, you know, it sounds like what it sounds like. All right. So I got to fix that. We'll, we'll work with you. We need to chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, no, I, it was a, you know, I enjoyed being there. Uh, good experience. I mean, I, I felt well tended to. Nice and clean in there, was it? I was very nice and clean. I almost sat down and cracked a couple eggs on the floor and ate them, you know? <laughs> All right, so you have that store at 991 Candia Road. You have another one on the Daniel Webster Highway just south of the Bedford border. Correct, 738 DW Highway. In Merrimack, and you got one out in Portland, Maine, right? South Portland, actually. South Portland. That one we're just getting on going out on. It's a there you go. labor of love over so, there. So, yeah, so uh, if you're commuting out, uh, out uh, down east, you have a friendly place to bring your car when it goes from <laughs> to clunk. All right, so batteries are the topic of the day. Well, I figured today is, um, I don't know, November something. It's getting... Yeah. Oop. <laughs> okay, let's try this again. <laughs> it's getting to be that time of season where it's getting to be cold, and I wanted to talk about a few things about um, some, some myths out there about batteries. They actually... Myths uh, about batteries. Okay. Well, a lot of people think, well, um, the lifespan of a battery in the colder temperatures is, is shorter than it is in, in, in a hotter climate, which is exactly the opposite. Batteries actually, uh, they basically, uh, they last about 51 months on average in New England, and there's a lot of factors that play into that. 50 months? Yep, and then down in, uh, say, Arizona, you're probably looking at 28 to 30 months. And the reason for that is kind of like me and you, Rich, I guess, in the summertime, we like to go out and play and you know, you stay out late and you're running around and you're using up all this energy. And well, the chemicals inside the battery like to, they like to do the same thing. So during the summertime or the hot temperatures, they're out wasting energy when they shouldn't be. They should be waiting to start your car. Uh, and in New England, in the colder temperatures, the batteries are kind of more dormant and they sit there and they and they bundle up and they stay inside and they don't go out and play. So um, <laughs> basically, when you uh, when you uh, have a battery. Um, in uh, New England, you, you're probably going to have it longer. The issues with the, the stuff that actually kills batteries is um, is people's short trips to work. Um, short trips to work. You mean like the short trip I take to work every morning here? Exactly. So why, now, why would a short trip to work kill a battery? Well, because the batteries were uh, are, they're a lead acid battery. They're not, they're not designed to be a deep cycle battery. Although a marine battery would be a deep cycle battery, a car battery is designed to start the car. So it wants to have as much current available to start the car. The biggest thing that it does is start the vehicle. Um, and when it starts the vehicle, it really discharges 
quite a bit of its energy. Okay. And then... So how long does the car need to run to recharge? Because I'm getting that it needs to recharge during the drive. Exactly. And then, and depending on the drive, a lot of start, start and stops, uh, not a lot of highway, not a lot of high RPM. So the alternator isn't turning very fast. And so it can take, you know, upwards of an hour to actually charge the battery back up to a full charge. Oh, wow. So if you if if you have a seven minute commute like I do at four thirty yeah. in the morning, you, you'll find that your battery is definitely gonna not last the rated time. So a lot of batteries are rated at two years, four years, six years. Um, and again, the, the way you, te- you you know the way you drive or the way you um, so what I try try to tell customers is nobody does it, but it's a good idea in New England to um, on a lead acid battery to actually charge it with a battery charger every three months. Well, how about if you just take your car for a, a drive once a week or something? Will that work? That'll work because, uh, I mean, again, it's, it's, it's the amount of deep, uh, deep cycles that really kills the battery. So okay. we, you want to try and minimize those. And, and, again, most people don't think about it. It's like air pressure in their tires. They don't think about it. Um, there's no, the, unfortunately, there's no dummy light on the uh, dashboard to tell you about your battery until it's dead. <laughs> <laughs> now, I had a car... <clears throat> um, that one day just totally started freaking out quite on its own in my driveway. Lights started flashing, horns started going off. It was like it got possessed by a poltergeist. And couldn't turn it, o- I couldn't turn it over. Mm-hmm. Didn't have enough juice to turn it over, but it had enough juice to run everything until it died in my driveway, and I had to have it towed out. But it was. It was like wigging out on its own. And the guy at the dealership I brought this piece of junk from uh, – Tried to tell me, well, yes, one of the one of the cells in your battery just went dead. This happens when that happens. Like, really? That, that can that can happen. A, a battery, a typical automotive battery, has um, six cells in it. Each each lead acid cell is two point one volts. So you take that times six, and you get like twelve point six volts. So if you lose one cell, um, you'll be down to like ten and a half volts. Right, but with the with 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 the death of a cell, if I can put it that way, cause my car to just spontaneously erupt with electrical activity in my driveway until it was completely <laughs> dead? It sounds like to me you had some other load on the system, a drawer on the system that was actually uh, pulling the battery down low. And once the battery gets below a certain threshold or voltage, um, a lot of the con- computer-controlled circuits and stuff start to go haywire. So they don't like to be below a certain voltage. So the guy wasn't giving me a load of crap. Uh, no, but he could have put a new battery in for you since you bought a new car from, or a, a used car from him. Uh, yeah, I won't, I won't mention the dealership. I just <laughs> will say I'm not going there ever again because the car was in the dealership more than it was in my driveway. <laughs> and uh, I, I have, I, it, there was all electrical problems. So I have a feeling that maybe, you know, came from New Orleans or something. Well, <laughs> maybe from a flood car. So Exactly, New Orleans. Yeah. So, I mean... The other thing about batteries is people, a lot of people just go around jump-starting a battery when they have a problem, and, they, and most every time I watch it, it's, it's a dangerous situation, it's, and, and it's not done properly. So I wanted to give the public a little bit of a knowledge about how you connect a battery and how you disconnect the battery. It's All very right. important. So. Well, before you do that, though, on the take it for a drive once a week kind of thing, mm-hmm. how long would, you, would, it, would it have to drive and under what conditions for the battery to get charged back up? It's hard to say. Again, it depends on the load on the car. I mean, if it's nighttime, you know, you get your lights on. You got a lot. If it's cold out, you got the heat on the blower on. You got a lot of load on the car, so all the charging capacity is not going to be able to go to the battery. It's going to be going out to service the car. And a lot of times, 
when you have a heavy, high demands like that, the battery actually has to kick in to help the alternator supply all the needed current for the, for all the car. So it, it's really hard to say how long it's going to take to charge it. The only way to really know is uh, to put a battery charger on it. Um, you don't want to buy a cheap battery charger because you can overcharge your battery. And how much does a battery cost? Batteries, I mean, again, you can you can go to Walmart and get a Never Start, and it'll it you know it's they, they, <laughs> never start. They, I mean, you honestly can. They sell a cheaper battery. It's got cheaper materials, cheaper plastics. You know, they don't last two years. They rated it two years. You might get less than that. Right. Um, but you can pay as little as sixty, and you can pay as much as a hundred and thirty for some of the bigger truck batteries. Um, but right. it's not a lot of money, and it's a very big inconvenience when you're on the side of the road or. In your driveway at home would be the most convenient place, I guess. But you could be somewhere somewhere else stuck. All right. So on a bright, sunny day where you don't have to run the air conditioning, the lights, or anything else, you can drive your car on the highway for, what, 20 minutes, an hour? Probably an hour. Probably an hour. To get a full charge. uh, But again, every time you you deep cycle it, it it never fully recovers. Um, You'll never get it back to the state that it was new. And and it's just the way uh, the battery is. The technology is. It's very technical. There you go. All right. So you wanted to talk to us about uh, charging batteries, uh, uh, jump start. Well, charging is one thing for sure. Like I was beginning to say, don't buy a cheap battery charger, one that is a manual one. You want a computer-controlled one, which basically is monitoring so when the the battery is fully charged, it will shut off. If you overcharge a battery, especially a cheap battery like a Walmart battery, they have really thin metal plates in there that act as the anode and the cathode. And when you overcharge them, you overcurrent them, and it bends the plates, and then, the, of course, the battery's junk at that point. So, uh-huh. so too much current overcharging causes those metal plates to bend. So it doesn't do anything fun? It doesn't burst into flames or snap, crackle, pop? It, it and... could do that, too. That's, oh. <laughs> that, this, this is where I'm talking about, the, you know, when you jump start a car, you know, you always want to you always want to connect the pop. You want to have make sure that the person you're jumping from, his engine is off, and all his loads are off. And you want to attach the positive cable first and the negative. Okay, talk to me about black and red. Don't talk to me about positive and negative. (laughs) The positive is the red and the negative is the black. Okay, positive is the red, negative is the black. You want both cars off. Both cars off. You want to put the red one on first on your car. That's the positive. The one one being jumped. On the car. Now, when you say on the car, you mean on the battery? On the battery. Okay. And then you want to put the black one on second. And you put that where? Also on the battery. On the battery's negative post. So you put it on the car that needs to be charged first. You could, you know, you put it on your car first, the, the, char- the jumping car first, and then okay. the car to be jumped Now, second. doesn't one of them have to go to a ground or something? Uh, you can or go. They, can they both be, they both, so red and black on the jumping car, Yep. And then red, then black on the car to be jumped. Exactly. So you don't have to take one of the one of the claw things and stick it on the hood of the car or what, you know, piece of metal to ground it. Cause I was always taught you have to, you have to ground it. I never know if it's the positive one or the negative one, but well, again, it, it's a good idea to get a good ground. Usually this, the queezing queens <laughs> laughing at me like I'm some kind of idiot. I, that's great. I'm being laughed at by the queezing queen as I ask about how not to kill myself jumping a car. <laughs> I mean, you you can go to a ground if it's a good ground because I mean you can just bypass the battery altogether. But that's another long story. So what you really the best place to get a good ground is typically on the negative post of of the battery. The negative post of the battery. Right. So if I 
Unless that the, negative post has got a bad ground to the car, then you're going to run into what you're talking about, where you need to find a better ground actually oh, on a piece of metal on the car. So. Ah, I see. So in connecting the red claw to the red post, or the one with the little red cap, you're actually grounding it. No. Nope. Okay. That's the positive side. You're not grounding it. Oh, no, black to black. Yeah, the black side is, the, is yeah, so you're going to ground it. So yeah. I always think of red as negative because red ink means you're negative. <laughs> It's true. Said if the you, guy who used said, to do said the, said the accountant. Yes, yes. yes. So <laughs> if black is positive, red is negative everywhere else except jumping the car. Maybe that's why so many people well, blow themselves up jumping the cars. They think red is negative, black is positive. Hey, when I became, when I left electrical engineering to go become a business person and I had to start thinking that way you're talking, it was, I, I had the opposite thoughts. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So you can, you, you put, and you do it in this order. Right, you do positive red, and then negative black on the battery of the car that's going to do the charging, mm-hmm. and then you do positive red, and then negative black on the car that is going to be charged or jumped. Correct. And I'm going to confuse you now because now which car do you start first? You start the jumping car. You st- well, you can't start the car to be jumped, can you? You so don't you even start need. The jumping you don't car. even need to start it. Um, it's it's actually dangerous to start it because. It's got a different system than your car might have. So you don't even start that? Well, again, if you're really, really dead, uh, it's going to be a problem because you're going to need some extra you know, current from the alternator from the running car. Um, but you, normally, if it's not that dead of a battery, you should be able to jump it without running the car. Yeah, because, see, every time I've been involved in a jump, a car's, you know, the, the jumping car has been running. Right. And, and again, it's... Not the preferred way, but I, most people have killed the battery so badly that this, this is not a good choice. <laughs> so, gotcha. And so once you get it running, after you've started the, you know, the one car and then jump, and the other car jumps and starts, um, disconnection is another important part. And okay, not, so now you disconnect it while it's running in the opposite fashion. So you take off first the negative port then the positive port from the car that just got jumped. Correct. And then you take the negative or black from, uh, and then the positive or red from the car that did the jumping. Correct. And because the current is always flowing out of the positive, and so you want to disconnect the negative first. The current is always flowing out of the positive, so you want to disconnect the negative first. Right. What happens if you... Well, you can create a, a voltage spike if you do it the other way, which is not good for the fine electrical components that are all over today's vehicles. So, ah, uh-huh. so you could you could basically short the car. You could, you could fry your computer or fry one of the very expensive sensors in there. There's all things that can be now. Aren't there circuit breakers in the car that should prevent a power surge from doing damage? Or uh, y- y- yes, there are. But um, either way, but no, they're not going to work in that case. No, they probably will work, and and sometimes you'll get past the the this circuit protection and actually damage another circuit. But on top of that, it's going to blow a fuse, and you're still going to be stuck on the side of the road because you're not going to know what to do then. Oh, so, great! So it's so, better to do it properly and uh, and not be stuck. All right, so let's walk through this one more time. When jumping, you go. Positive, negative. Car off. Car off. Positive, negative. Positive, negative. And then after jumping, you go negative, positive, negative, positive. Correct. And you do not touch those negative positives together while it's still connected to the other car. What what about a simultaneous disconnection from the battery? (laughs) 
No? no. Like you see in the TV no, or in the movies? Because you're probably not, it's never going to be simultaneous, and you'll probably do the positive last and create another spike. So Ah, uh, yes. It's <laughs> just in this one you see lightning flying from, you know, electrical bolts flying from your uh, your jumper cables. Pretty much how it is, and the other part of this, <laughs> really, the other part of this is is that people don't understand. Is um, I'll see them out there under the hood of their car smoking a cigarette, <laughs> and and what you don't what you don't realize is there's you know hydrogen gas is one of the one of the um, gases that escapes during a during a car's discharge and charging. Uh, episodes, if you will. Uh-huh. So hydrogen gas is sitting there floating up in the air, which is, you know, very, very... Yeah, that's just the, the stuff that powers the sun, right? Hydrogen. Yeah, it's all throughout the atmosphere yeah. anyway. We know that. But this is in a concentrated form, and you you put a flame or some heat next to it, uh, you're, you're going to have like a, you know, a Hindenburg or whatever. <laughs> oh, the Hindenburg. Oh, my head. All right. Don't be a Hindenburg. Do you have roadside assistance, John? Is that what, part of what you send out, the tow truck? Or? Yeah, you can call us. We can come get you. We can come jump start you. We can send uh, somebody else to come get you. Oh, um, you do? Okay. Yeah, we can help you out. But And how would they? who would call for how would they How would they do that? Just call our normal phone number, uh, you know. And that is? 603-232-1521. That's 232-1521. Yeah. At Auto Care Plus. John Manellis, thanks for joining us here in Saving Our Lives. <laughs> Oh, see, TV just has you doing so many things that aren't right. John Manellis, owner of Auto Care Plus, with stores here in the Manchester area on Candia Road and the Daniel Webster Highway, just south of the Bedford border in Merrimack. Also one up in South Portland, Maine, for those of you going to take a road trip. That way you, you know where you can go. You know where you can go. You know where you can go. You know where you can go.